Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Thank you for being a subscriber and also following us on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. We are uh, keeping our conversation going over there. We're getting the uh, the poll results over there. Uh, so if you're following along or if you're new here, uh, we do do a uh, an investing challenge every week of uh, the top five stocks that I'm looking at at that given week and uh, trying to keep it interesting, trying to change them, trying to make them fit for the week. Uh, so I definitely appreciate a subscribe uh, and a follow, a share for uh, all that work that I'm putting in. This definitely does take a lot of time. And I uh, definitely appreciate uh, the support that you guys have given. Uh, So now going forward, uh, right, it is Labor Day weekend here in the States. Uh, So if you are in the States, you know, we've had a a nice long three-day break, Uh, typically the end of the summer here. And uh, I know a lot of people's pools were closing. So people were getting out to the pools, hanging out there, birthday parties, a lot of different things going on this weekend for me. Uh, We did get to see that meteor go overhead uh, here in Maryland. And uh, that was pretty wild. I thought it was a, a firework that was going to land in uh, the neighborhood that I was in. It, it looked so close, but uh, I guess you could see it from South Carolina up to Connecticut. Uh, so that was uh, that was pretty neat. I've never seen that before. But uh, yeah, we're also looking to move forward on our rental property. Uh, so we are trying to get the closing later this month. And uh, we're starting looking at some appliances for this this house that we are trying to uh, kind of rehab and, and then get it rented. Uh, and we're you know looking at some of those deals for Labor Day in order to you know get better pricing. So uh, went to Best Buy. Uh, you know, great service. Uh, I can't I can't say anything uh, negative about uh, the experience there. But um, good pricing. No no complaints. We we ultimately are are waiting for a couple other things to line up before we go ahead and really start buying stuff for this house. Um, but yeah, so that was uh that was definitely cool. Uh, definitely need to to walk through the property again and get some measurements and see it now that it's all been emptied out and almost ready for us to to take ownership. Uh, so yeah, uh, trying to find the deals, trying to hang out with everyone. Last you know couple you know days of summer here, even though the next three days is going to be 100 degrees, uh, some, you know, second coming of summer here. But uh, yeah, so all of that was uh, was a nice break. And uh, yeah, going back to the market, right? What are we looking at? Uh, one of the things that the Fed is their their core inflation gauge is the PCE index, the PCE, and uh, the personal consumption expenditures index showed that prices increased two-tenths of a percent on a monthly basis and 3.3% annually. The the 0.2 doesn't really concern me so much, uh, but the 3.3 is a little bit more concerning. We were looking for a 3% uh, year over year, and uh, we we came in three-tenths of a a point higher. Uh, So that is showing that inflation is getting, uh, you know, uh, accelerating again. But uh, the the point two percent increase month over month uh, really leads us to think you know if you multiply that out by twelve, give you twelve months in the year, you're at two point four. Uh, so we're still under. Yes, some of these previous reads were probably a little bit higher, or based on the the year over year breakdown. 
uh, it's a little bit higher, but uh, I, I think we're still in a decent spot. Uh, you know, at the same time, uh, well, if this number is alarming, the, the Fed would have to go ahead and raise these rates uh, to get it back down to that 2% target there, that they're hoping for. Well, we've also got uh, the jobs report came out and that uh, was showing us that we've got a little bit of uh, more of a concern on the uh, the job front. The unemployment rate is actually rising. Uh, so for August, it came in at 3.8% over expectations of 3.5%. So again, uh, a lot of different factors that we're trying to figure out what's going to happen for these interest rates. What's the Fed going to do? They've ultimately said that they're just going to wait and see what the numbers are saying. But uh, now the numbers are kind of going against each other, right? We've got uh, the, the consumers are obviously spending more if we're getting inflation going back up. Uh, and we've also got the... Uh, uh, the unemployment rate going up as well. So there, there's got to be some gap there, right? I don't know if it's uh, people, um, you know, some people have more jobs, uh, two different sources of income, other people don't. And those people are spending enough to make a, make up for the, the people that are now unemployed. I'm not too sure what those numbers are indicating, but uh, there's definitely, they're, they're not in agreement there. So uh, that is uh, a little bit concerning. We uh, ultimately are going to see what comes of uh, what the Fed decides to do either in September or November. We will see what's going on there. Uh, and now we've got uh, some other news out of Tesla where uh, they have redesigned the Model 3. They are increasing the price on that as well. It is going to be uh, launching in China, Europe, and Japan. Uh, nothing about the US at this point. Uh, it's going to be about 2 to 12% higher than the previous version. Uh, full self-driving is coming down in price from about 15000 down to about 12000 They have also slashed the prices of Model S and Model X, which is uh, unfortunate if you bought one in the last year. Um, I'm, I'm looking at myself there. And we've got um, uh, those prices coming down. I believe the with the tax credits, you can get a Model X in the 70000 range now uh, and the S as well in that $70,000 range. In the the plaids that were uh, one twenty to one thirty, now you can get them in the eighty thousand dollar range. So quite a haircut on those prices. If you're looking to buy the vehicle, great. It's a it's a much better price point to buy uh, versus where they were last year. But um, yeah, I guess that's kind of a car across the board from uh, all the vehicles where you you couldn't you know pick a color, you couldn't pick options. It's, you, we've got these three on the lot, and it's ten thousand over sticker. Uh, now I'm starting to see a lot more vehicles that are going for under sticker. So uh, pretty much the same thing, except I guess the uh, Tesla Corporation themselves uh, benefited more from those over MSRP or uh, you know elevated MSRP prices uh, versus the individual dealership taking a, a lot of that market demand and putting that into their pockets. So just a little bit of a breakdown as to where that money was going. And uh Ultimately, we'll we'll see what happens there with these new Model Three. I believe it's called the Highland version. I don't think that that is going to be an actual name that's on the car. Just the the version of it that it is uh their nomenclature for for what model they're working on. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit more range on the Model Three as well, about twelve percent. Uh, redesigned interior, uh, more premium interior materials. Uh, two new colors. Uh, I believe also a lot of the colors are now being included where it used to only be like two were included. And then there was a premium charge for other colors. Uh, so now that is kind of worked back uh, into uh, just standard colors, which is uh, definitely nice to see. 
Uh, so a lot of different things that are going to be uh, on this updated version. And uh, hopefully we start seeing some of these cyber trucks. I've started to see some of the sightings that have been online. Uh, definitely seems like more and more of them are uh, moving around. I don't know if they're just test vehicles or what they are, but uh, we're definitely seeing more of those out there as well. Uh, we've also got Neo. They uh, they delivered 19,329 vehicles in August. Uh, that is up 81% year over year, and uh, it is down 5% month over month. So uh, definitely ramping up the production on those Neo vehicles. Uh, Lee Auto, they also delivered about 34,914 uh, in August, up 663.8% year over year and up 2.3% month over month. Lee Auto, ticker is LI, if that 663% uh, year over year increase uh, kind of piqued your interest. We've also got uh, Xbung, they've delivered about 13,690. Uh, that was in August, up 43% year over year, uh, but up 24% month over month. So it looks like they are really uh, ramping up production uh, very nicely uh, over the past uh, month or so. So we've got uh, got that news. We've definitely got uh, some some things out there uh, in crypto that uh, you know things are are definitely uh, in, in turmoil with some of these spot ETFs coming out or being applied for for uh, Bitcoin. And uh, we're starting to see some of them come through for Ethereum. Some of those prices have kind of slowed down. We were getting some more volume, and then it, it almost seemed like people wanted to trade out of uh, out of Bitcoin because they they started to see that uh, price spike. And uh, we're we're probably right around where we were before this uh, announcement. So we gave some of those gains back. Trying to take a look at uh, yeah, Bitcoin's trading at twenty six one. We tried to break above 30,000. That is a definite resistance level. Uh, if we can get above 30,000, I think that's going to come uh, become support. And uh, we could see the start of a new rally for Bitcoin. Uh, Ethereum at 1650. Uh, we will see what happens here as well. This one has uh, kind of given up some of those some of those gains over the past week. Let's see where we are on the week. Uh, we're down about 1.2%. We spiked uh, probably... Uh, August 29th. So not not quite the uh, not quite a week, but right before that was about right where we were. Uh, I don't have like a three day chart to get that number right off the top of my head here. But um, yeah, down uh, on the week, and then uh, Bitcoin. Let me see where we did get to on Bitcoin. While I've got gotcha. you, uh, we were right around yeah, right around 28 and some change. Uh, so yeah, that one uh, kind of stalled out a bit as well. And now we're sitting around uh, 26,106. So hopefully that can start getting some volume. If things get approved, I think it definitely moves higher. And uh, we're definitely going to see some more buying uh, as these uh, these funds start to get purchased. So that is uh, interesting as well. Uh, we've got uh, Salesforce. This one is definitely taking a U-turn. If I look at the one month here, this was down near 203. August 17th, and we're now we're sitting around 221 and a quarter. Uh, so this one definitely looks like it had a uh, a nice bump up after some earnings as well. Uh, some different targets got bumped up here for their their stock price, uh, and they are thinking that this one is uh you know definitely getting a little bit more stability. We had a lot of those problems after we had the the dual CEO, uh, the second CEO left, Mark Benioff stayed. Uh, a lot of those things were. Uh, a little shocking. They were definitely pushing the the second CEO as a, a 
a great helper to the company. And then ultimately it, it didn't last long. So that uh, certainly hurt uh, the stock price. Uh, we've started to see this one rally back and uh, it looks like they have a solid ground underneath of them now. So I'm definitely hoping that uh, uh, CRM Salesforce starts to see some of these increased price targets. Uh, we've got price targets uh, from 34 analysts and that that price target is right around 253.87, about 15% higher from where we are right now. Uh, so that is definitely definitely some good news. I've been holding this one uh, for a good while, and uh, it really hasn't uh, had much growth. Uh, so especially with uh, the like I said, the CEO problems and some of the different uh, spending problems, uh, trying to get things back on target, trim that workforce, and uh, ultimately. Uh, you know, get back to some of those numbers that they were shooting for. Uh, CrowdStrike. This one also had a uh, pretty decent earnings. Let me try to see what this one says. We've got uh, over the month, we we shot up from uh, 144 on the 28th to 161.50 today. Uh, so we definitely had uh, some, some nice earnings, decent outlook. Uh, this one is definitely one that I've been following for a good long while. And uh, I, th I think it should be one of the leaders in the uh, the software, uh, you know, crowd um, uh, security or cloud security, not crowd. And uh, one that I am comfortable adding to. Uh, I definitely liked it when it was a little bit lower. Now that we've run up uh, a good 10% in the course of a week, I might take my time with this one. But uh, definitely one that I think has a, a bright future in front of it as well. So for looking back over the investing challenge for uh, week 36, we were looking at five different names. That's kind of what we do around here. Uh, first up was NVIDIA. Uh, I've been looking at NVIDIA and seeing some of these crazy price moves. Uh, we definitely got over 500, 505 after the earnings. Uh, and then things started to calm back down. It looked like we were going to be in the 430s, 440s there if, uh, if things persisted. And... Um, well, this one definitely rebounded over the course of the past week. Uh, so uh, this was going to be stock number one. I was not going uh, to be too happy if we bought right now as we've run up uh, what about 40 points in, uh, in that short time. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we did not get enough votes for NVIDIA. So that one was not going to be the winner for week 36. Uh, number two was going to be uh, another stock that I kind of came across my radar with some decent growth numbers, good outlook, and uh, kind of a prolonged growth curve here. And that name was Ulta Beauty, U-L-T-A. And uh, again, uh, I like the numbers that they were putting up. Their PEs are uh, pretty low, trailing 12 months out of 16 times. Uh, we had a decent amount of uh, growth in the price targets, according to all the different analysts. Uh, when I'm looking at this one, we are sitting at about 28% of upside for a uh, current price target of 533. We're sitting at 416. Uh, unfortunately, this one did not get the nod as well. Uh, so then we go down the list, Zoom video. Um, you know, Kathy Wood, ARK Invest, is uh, looking to buy more Zoom video. Thought that this one uh, has been oversold. So I thought maybe we could inc include this one uh, into our portfolio uh, to get a little bit more growth out there. And uh, did this one did, is not the winner. The the fourth one, uh, Alaska Airlines. Uh, I definitely think that they've got a nice long growth trend. Uh, they've definitely been putting up some solid numbers, and uh, the uh, tourism and travel to uh, Alaska certainly looks stronger uh, than it has before. 
uh, and this one has just been a well-operated airline. Uh, so uh, another one with a massive amount of upside, about 55% of price target uh, appreciation from 4178 uh, out to a average price target of about $65. And um, one of the few airline stocks that I kind of felt comfortable buying and uh, with having that amount of margin of upside, uh, it definitely eased that uh, that blow just by the fact that I kind of steer away from these for a while. So uh, oversold in my mind, felt like a decent entry point and uh, perhaps a good value to go ahead and get into this one. Uh, again, not the winner. Uh, the fifth and final name of the of the week was Devon Energy, ticker DVN. And uh, I'm guessing we've got some, some dividend investors in the group uh, that ultimately wanted to see Devon Energy uh, be purchased for this week. So I will be adding $200 of DVN, Devon Energy, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, thank you guys for the, the dividend pick. It's about 6.75% dividend. The PE is low at a 6.9. There's about 13% of upside from the analysts. Uh, so nice dividend. Actually, excuse me, 14% upside from the uh, the analysts. Nice, but nice dividend, nice uh, price target growth. Uh, so hopefully this one uh, you know does well for us in the portfolio. Thank you guys for voting. And uh, I appreciate your feedback on uh, on what we're doing around here. Uh, so now going forward, week thirty-seven. Uh, you know, I've been I've been looking at uh, all these names for a while and, and really trying to uh, get a, a solid list uh, that I think might in involve a lot of different people. So uh, hopefully, this one uh, you know excites you one way or the other and gets your votes in. Uh, so we've got uh, first up is going to be ABV, uh, A B B V, and uh, we've got uh, you know pretty solid growth, a lot, large pipeline of drugs out of this, uh, this healthcare pharmaceutical play. Uh, we've got about 15.6% of upside. Uh, this one has done really well for me over the course of time. Uh, the PE sitting around a 30, but, uh, the thing that I do like on this one right now is that that dividend is above 4%. It's 4.03% right now. And, um, that is definitely a, a nice entry point, uh, kind of something that jars my, uh, memory, to, to get me looking at something is when I see that starting dividend above a four on a company like AbbVie. I think that is a, a solid uh, entry place uh, just based on the dividend. Obviously, look at all the other information, uh, take all that uh, in stride. But uh, that kind of made me think like, hey, it might be time to look into AbbVie to see if it's a little bit oversold and uh, might be a decent spot to go ahead and purchase. Uh, so that is going to be number one. Um, number two. This one, uh, man, this this one is uh, is kind of a, another battleground stock, right? Uh, ticker is NKE for Nike, and um, man, they have seen a lot of growth in their direct to consumer business. That continues to be a growth driver. Uh, a lot of the inventory glut problem that they had over the course of twenty two is resolving itself. Uh, so uh, I think that this one might be in that oversold camp. Uh, we're sitting at one hundred two. And uh, we've got uh, about 23% of price target appreciation for an average of about 126. Uh, the earnings look to be uh, pretty stellar for the second half of the year here. Uh, you know, trending back up uh, on earnings per share after kind of a deep sell-off. So I, I think we might be able to get this one before uh, some of these projected earnings come back up for the second half. Uh, and then we've also got uh, another reason this one is sold off is because the uh, the earnings per share on the year were lower for 23 than what they were for 22. But uh, trending above, I think back to above 22 in 24 
and then uh, you know continuing to go higher in 25. Uh, so about uh, 5% of revenue growth in 24 and out to 13.4% of revenue growth by the end of 25. Uh, we've got, uh, what are the, the growth numbers here? Dividend growth, 11.3% dividend payout. Uh, a very respectable 42%. That uh, That's comfortable for me. They can increase that dividend uh, going forward with uh, only having a 40% payout ratio. Uh, forward PE, we've got a 19% discount as to the five-year average on uh, on Nike. So I think we're entering at a decent point going forward. Again, those, uh, those earnings numbers look like they're going to start heading up and we're not necessarily paying for the growth that we are uh, seeing in front of us. That is also shown in the peg ratio. Uh, forward peg on Nike is 1.8. The five-year average is a 2.4. Uh, so again, uh, some another another set of numbers that you can look at to see if you're getting or actually paying a good price for the stock that you are looking to purchase is a peg ratio. Uh, so that is just your price earnings number over your growth number, and then you get uh, the the actual peg ratio for that that company. Uh, so again, I, I like this one. I think there was a lot of things that they were trying to uh, get past. It seems like they've had kind of something always negative going on. Uh, you know, similar to Target, similar to Starbucks, uh, they kind of have something always going on with them that uh, is drawing them back. But I think all three are big enough to go ahead and get past a lot of those problems. Uh, some of them just become speed bumps uh, in the rearview mirror in in no time. It's it seems like so. Uh, number two, NKE for Nike. Uh, now number three, uh, this one. If you've been listening for a while, I think that. Uh, you, you might like this thought as well. We were looking at the, the ticker UNH for United Health, uh, a major health insurance player. Now, they had come out and pre-announced that uh, a lot more people were going back for elective surgeries uh, than previously through the COVID years. Now, it looks like uh, you know they their numbers actually outperformed what they were kind of leading us to believe. Uh, we definitely saw a spike in this name uh, from 447 uh, out to five hundred and eleven dollars, uh, and it has since come back down to about four seventy six. So uh, I'm thinking that this one did guide higher after you know kind of sandbagging themselves. Uh, I, I like the industrial or not the well, I like some industrial names as well now, but I like the healthcare names. I like some of these insurance names, uh, and uh, United Health has just been a growth story that I think is worth uh, taking a look at. So. Uh, about 1.6% on dividend. We've got uh, a PE a trailing about a 21. Uh, those earnings are a real strong $22.35 per share. Uh, Treffis says we've got about 20% of market upside. And now if I get over to Reuters, they are saying it's a buy as well. We've got around 20% of price target upside according, according to 24 analysts on Reuters. Uh, those Actual annual revenues look uh, pretty stellar. 13% growth for this year, 21% by the end of next year. Uh, dividend growth, 13.8%. Dividend payout, 31. Uh, so they are continually growing this dividend. Even though it says that it's a 1.6% uh, dividend payer, they are looking you to pay more, but the stock price keeps climbing faster than they can raise the dividend. Uh, so another thing that I like there, you, you got growth on both sides. We got a forward PE that is eight percent below their five-year average, uh, and it's also trading at a five percent discount on their trailing PE. Price to sales right in line with their five-year average at a one-three. Uh, their forward peg right where uh, it normally trades at a one-point-four. 
Uh, so we're, we're still paying for about the same growth, but uh, I think that uh, this one has actually traded below or, or it's getting back to that uh, uh, fair market value after running up so quickly to above $500. And uh, I think maybe by the end of the week, we start seeing uh, some people come back into this one after that 40 point drop. Uh, so UNH number three for week 37. Uh, now we want to shift gears a little bit. I said this one was for a little bit of everyone. These are a little bit uh, Abvi, Nike, uh, United Health, uh, a little bit more conservative, I'd say. All big blue chip names. Uh, now number four is going to go back to some solar names, uh, and this one is going to be Enphase. I know, uh, I know, this one has been painful. If you did not uh, get out of it, uh, I I kind of said that uh, not to give you financial advice. This is more or less just, uh, you know, for for fun. And uh, this one, man, we got up to about $330. I went ahead and trimmed around $325. Uh, thankfully, I did get some trimming done at that point. And uh, now we are sitting at $128.50. So this is a pretty nasty one-year uh, chart if you're looking at it just over the course of the year uh, from 336 down to 124 or uh, actually 120 uh, $120.90 as the low near the end of August. Now, uh, this one has uh, you know come back up off of that low. Uh, their PE has been cut to a, a five-year low. Their, uh, their growth looks uh, pretty remarkable up there with uh, some, some other great names. And uh, we're, we're not paying for it yet. So uh, Enphase is, is definitely a stock that is, is a tough one to play. But According to 34 analysts, we've got about 60% of uh, price target upside. Uh, they've got a lot of different microinverter uh, platforms coming out. They're getting more into uh, smaller commercial. They're getting it more into the uh, the EV chargers. They've got a lot of different things that they're working on. Uh, you know, so some of their solar stuff's uh, very strong. Uh, you know, well regarded uh, product in the industry. And uh, I, I like a lot of the things that they are doing. A lot of the spots are going for clean energy. And uh, when you're looking at the annual revenue, we're, we're seeing about 14% of growth for 23, uh, but then it's going to accelerate for 24. So again, uh, and that, that num number is going to actually be 34% by the end of 24. So are we in a little bit of a lull here for Enphase? Maybe that growth slowed down for 23. Uh, people didn't get so excited about it. Uh, but you know, now going forward into 24, maybe we start seeing some, some real growth numbers. Uh, for the past uh, six uh, earnings reports, they actually surprised to the upside in the double digits, right? Uh, the lowest one was a 13% surprise to the upside on earnings per share. So uh, is this 34 actually going to be more like 40? Uh, it looks like they're very conservative in the, the numbers that they put out and they try to uh, blow past those. So I'm thinking that maybe we get that again uh, in 24 and we're going to see some uh, you know, really ramped up uh, revenue growth for the year as well. We've got um, about 51% of forward PE discount. They are normally trading at a 50.1. We're trading at a 24.7. We've got forward peg ratio. That is the price we are paying for the future growth that we are looking at in those uh, earnings per share numbers. And um, that is actually trading at a one. Uh, that is remarkably low. Uh, against the the five uh, S and P five hundred, it's actually cut in half. That number is a two, and it's uh, a one point five for Enphase. So we're getting this one uh, cheaper than um, 
what you would have been paying for in the last five years, which if you look at the numbers, that makes sense. It's given you a ton of growth over the past uh, five years. That five-year return is a 2,533% return. Uh, and hopefully it can kind of continue to grow going forward. I think we're getting in at a decent entry point. Uh, I think a lot of that pain is baked in at this point. I don't know how much more downside we have to give on this name for some of the growth that they're looking to put up in the next coming year. Uh, and yeah, just one that I am comfortable buying at this point. Um, I, I said I was going to buy in the low 200s. I, I did. Uh, I, I bought in the you know mid 100s. And now I, I definitely think that we're getting to a spot where it could be a, a better point to load the boat on end phase before this thing gets away from us. Uh, so that's uh, stock number four for week 37. Uh, number five uh, is not even going to be a stock, right? So I'll just kind of go off the cuff a little bit here and say, do we want to buy some Bitcoin? Right. Uh, and this is how this uh, this week was a little bit more for everyone. Um, we've got some conservative names. We got some more of a growth stock. We've got some crypto. Uh, I, I'm very curious as to what happens with Bitcoin if this, uh, you know, the, the spot ETFs do get passed. And now it is easily traded on the stock market uh, to where you don't really have to hold a crypto in a wallet. But uh, now you have other, uh, you know, brokerages holding the asset and uh, you're simply buying in on an exchange. This price had rallied to about 30,000 or around 29,000 when we got uh, you know, some of that news that some of these, uh, the Grayscale uh, Bitcoin, Spot Bitcoin ETF was going to be overturned uh, in court. And uh, then more people started applying. Uh, I think BlackRock was one of the ones that was going ahead and applying as uh, some of this information was coming out with Grayscale. Uh, I think they went ahead and applied based on some of the knowledge that they didn't think that the uh, the, the case was going to stand up and that it might actually be overturned. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, we, we've got a, a lot of interested parties looking to to build out a spot ETF. Uh, we've definitely got some reasons that uh, to think that, you know, the, the SEC might have to figure this one out and actually approve it. So there, there's a lot of different catalysts that could happen for for Bitcoin going forward, uh, simply uh, you know, building out this uh, this network and now having more people be able to to buy and hold, uh, I think we could definitely see some uh, some run in price when those events uh, do occur. If they occur, uh, I think that we're going to see a run in some Bitcoin. We really haven't uh, taken a look at crypto on the podcast for a, a good long while, and um, it's it's been very quiet, right? It's uh, like I said, the last uh, month was I think the the four year low on trading volumes. Uh, in crypto, so we've we've definitely seen it uh, kind of slow down. There is some renewed interest. Uh, I think that could certainly uh, turn things around in the crypto space if uh, some of these ETFs do get approved, and we will certainly have higher trading volumes going on, and uh, you know more uh, price growth here going forward as well. So uh, that is going to be pick number five for week thirty-seven. Uh, so again, you know, cap this one off. We've got uh, we've got Abby. Strong pipeline of drugs in the healthcare pharmaceutical space. Nike, they're getting over some of their uh, their inventory problems. They're definitely going more direct to consumer. I believe it's been now about 41% uh, of the sales uh, are direct to consumer. Um, we, we've definitely got uh, you know a one that is traded down on a lot of different problems, but now I think we are kind of getting past that. We've still got a strong consumer that is looking to you know spend more, like I was saying on the PCE in the last uh, month. Uh, people are still spending strong. We've got uh, Enphase launching more uh, micro inverters, coming out with different, uh, you know, uh, EV chargers. We've got a lot of different uh, 
interest in a lot of those green uh, platforms that they are working on and a lot of different uh, reasons to think that uh, Enphase could have a long uh, growth pattern here going forward. And uh, then we've got uh, Bitcoin. Uh, if you're looking to get into Bitcoin, I do have a link for Webull. Uh, you can buy some crypto. You can also uh, exchange stocks over there. Uh, and I believe we've got uh, an offer for 6, 10, or 12 free shares when you go ahead and uh, start an account using my link in the description. I I'd like to thank you guys very much for uh, for stopping by. Please go ahead and share this. Uh, Spotify is making it a little bit harder on me here um, you know, to be able to monetize. So I definitely appreciate the listens and uh, the shares and the responses. It definitely helps us get uh, boosted up in the algorithm to see some more uh, people actually find the show. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to hop off of here. A little bit of a shorter one today. But uh, let me know what you think on these five names uh, over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your vote in uh, and and be heard. And let me know what, uh, what stocks that you are looking at uh, for the second half of the year. And uh, really, if you got any questions, feel free to ask those on the Spotify page as well. Uh, so thank you guys for stopping by. I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.